Thank you for listening to Pow Block Podcast, the flagship Nintendo podcast of Boss Rush Network. Do you need even more gaming and entertainment in your life? Head over to BossRush.net where you can find news, reviews, creators, podcasts, and more focused around the content you enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nintendo Power Black here on Boss Rush Network. We are in the building. I'm your host, the enlightened, excited Eddie V. Joining me is the gallivating Galatrat himself, Mr. Jacob Taylor. What's going on, Ed? It's going great. Boss Rush himself, the one, the only, Mr. Corey Deary. Hello. I am here as well. And everybody, you know we got a special guest in the building. He is not only the host of Crossroads, a next-gen podcast for Xbox, PC, and PlayStation. He's also co-host of the Boss Rush podcast and After Dark. And you guys can get those episodes early if you become a Patreon supporter. Everybody, please welcome the bro him, the gunner hunter himself, the PC muscle ace, the one, the only, the smooth and the cool, Mr. Le- Leron Dawkins. Hello, good sir. Welcome back to Nintendo Pop Block. <laughs> Man, like I think the only thing I can say, I think the only thing I can say on that is, uh, what's what's popping? Yes. I think Hello, someone's lost. I think they joined the wrong Skype call. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> uh, everybody, it has been a great week for news, for gaming. Um, we are in May, in a sense, because we are kind of pre- getting ready for the summer of announcements that are going to be dropping. Um, but before we get into all of that, I'm going to ask you guys, how was your weekend? Uh, LeBron, how was your weekend? Uh, I got rained in. Like, like it... It started raining Friday night. Like, uh, like we had a severe thunderstorm in the. Uh, we had a severe thunderstorm morning out here in our area, mm-hmm. so it started. So it started raining, and like it was saying, like and like when I say thunderstorm, like it threw down. Like I, it, like at one point the uh, at one point the thunder was so was so crazy that it sounded like like a, a car had crashed in the backyard. <gasps> um, and then from there, because I thought I thought it was only going to rain, like you know, like Friday night into Saturday morning. No, it just stayed raining the entire weekend. The entire weekend, it just, just ruined my weekend. Oh, oh no! Yeah, so so I I really didn't do I really didn't do a lot. Um, so like Friday, like Friday, um, Friday I didn't, you know, it was just like blah. So you know, I stayed in, uh, got caught up on got caught up on a couple of TV shows. And by I say caught up, I mean just watched more episodes. Uh, Saturday, I don't even remember what I did Saturday. Saturday, like I said, like the rain and stuff just took took the wind all the way out of my sails. So I just I just chilled. And Sunday, because I squandered all day Saturday, you know, like I Sunday was my day to like you know after I wished Mom Mother's Day and everything, you know, it was my day to like just catch up on like the housework and the, and the stuff that needed that I did not do on Saturday. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so yeah, my 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 weekend was just a wash. Were you uh, planning on going to the movies to see the new uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Strange, or uh, you're waiting? I'm, I'm planning on it, but I wasn't. I was not planning to see the opening weekend. Like, um, like I, I, like I don't even try and fight like with Marvel movies on opening week. 
Okay. All right. Uh, Corey, how was your week? Uh, it was busy. We, uh, my wife's birthday was this weekend. So we went out to dinner and uh, did a little bit of celebrating. And then Sunday we went to the zoo. The big zoo, not the local zoo. The big zoo. The big zoo. Yeah. So uh, it was good. It was fun. It was uh, it was busy, but yeah, got had some cake, had some uh, cupcakes, had some really great Japanese cuisine for dinner. Mm. So it's a good time. All right. What about you, Jacob? How was your weekend? Yeah, my weekend was good. I got my hair done. I, I went to the salon with my mom for Mother's Day and had my hair done. I, I inspired by Rogue, the white streak in the front. <laughs> um, then we uh, we hung out with my grandma and my aunts and my mom. And we, uh, we had like a family bet on the Kentucky Derby. And my uncle won like almost the full Superfectra. Like on his bets, the whole eighty to one on Rich Strike that was crazy, uh, and played a lot of Xenoblade and a lot of Switch Sports and Ring Fit. So it was good. It was a nice. good weekend. How about yourself, Ed? Well, um, so I went to go cut on my TV. Uh, I was close enough to which where I need to hit the power button. Well, the power button broke, and I'm like. What the world happened? Like I don't know how it did. I pressed the button and bloop, it fell off. And you I'm don't just know like, you're on strength. Uh, I guess. So and I kind of like ran out of batteries for my remote control, but I have my switch connected to it. Um, so in order for me to cut on my TV, I had to cut on my switch, uh, and everything. But I was just like, oh, for, oh, I'm like, oh, dang, I forgot. I don't have my Series X. I have my Series X connected to my TV, but I don't have it where if I cut it all, it also cuts on the TV. So I did some rigmarole stuff and got it working and everything. Um, and now I just got it cut on the TV with my remote now uh, if I want to watch TV. But I normally just play video games on it, so I'm not worried about, about anything uh, with isn't, that. Isn't your TV, like, pretty new? Yeah. So why did the power button break? What'd you do? I I'm telling you, Ed doesn't know. Ed's got superhuman strength, man. I have not one idea. Just it 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 broke. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, said happy birth happy birthday. Said happy Mother's Day to my mom. Got her a car and iTunes. Um, had to go sing at my friend's church uh, Sunday, and we were ready to go. And the and the sound blew out the in the church, so we didn't have no keyboard. We literally were singing with bass Gosh, and drums. It's breaking everything this weekend. <laughs> I know, I know. You're so rough, I, man. God, I, I, when the, I, the okay, power, the power of the Christ podcast, compels you. Am I right? Dies midway, that'll be extra fun. <laughs> then you know, but that's Skype. This is not me. So. uh but we had a good service and everything, and then I'm just doing basic work and seeing people get their final Mother Day's gift, uh, gift stuff and, and everything. But other than that, I just pretty much chilled and um, probably getting ready to do a Studio Ghibli run of their movies because um, hmm. I want to, uh, I kind of want to watch them uh, like back to back. 
Um, I do that kind of like once once or twice a year, um, where I just sit back and watch them all. So um, kind of want to see them. Uh, what's just, your What's your favorite Studio Ghibli movie, Ed? Oh, My Neighbor Totoro. My Neighbor Totoro, dang. It's a tie between My Neighbor Totoro and Spirited Away. And the reason why I love Spirited Away, um, because it was the first, I think, anime to win an Academy Award or Oscar. Um, and I remember that moment that uh, that 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 it won and everything because I I was so happy you know I I read in America um, I left my friend's house from a WWE uh, pay per view to go see that movie in theaters um, and when it won I I was just so happy I jumped for joy so but my neighbor Totoro was my first studio Ghibli movie that I brought and surprisingly I brought it at at a Walmart for like seven dollars on DVD. Nice. So cool. But everybody that has been our weekend Corey. We have some shout outs to do for our Patreon producers. You want to go ahead and handle that? Sure. I suppose I could do that. Uh <laughs> uh yeah so as always, we like to thank our Patreon producers here at the Boss Rush Network. Remember, if you head on over to patreon.com slash Boss Rush Network, you too can be a patron. For $1, you can get the Boss Rush Podcast and Expansion Pass one week early or Standard Definition and After Dark two weeks early for just a dollar. But if you subscribe at the $5 tier, you become a Patreon producer. Which means we give you a producer credit on the show. Which means we like to yell out your name as loud as we can without waking up my children. So, without further ado, our Patreon producers for this episode of Nintendo Power Block are Quentin Jackson, Rebecca Jewell, yes. Adriel yes. Munger, and yes. my wife. Yes. I want to thank our producers for the Boss Rush Network. Remember, all of our content can be consumed for free. But if you support us on Patreon, you're supporting us directly. And you get a little bit of something extra. Thank you for supporting us, however you do, here on Nintendo Power We appreciate all of you. Yes. Yes. Yes, we do. Well, everybody, you know it's that time for Snack Tando! Jacob, what have you been snacking on? So, I actually haven't really been snacking on anything that's super cool, but I did want to show something off and shout out a uh, a, a creator. And of, before, of... hold on, before you go, yeah, that's it, that Tetris G Fuel, I am jealous oh. of. <laughs> yes, yeah, I... I I, everyone that listens to the show knows that I drink G Fuel all the time. So wait, what? Uh, not sponsored, but <laughs> yeah, dude, right? Um, literally have my shaker with water uh, right there. But so I wanted to shout out Lovely Stitches US, which is an Etsy shop. They create little cute, adorable little uh, like stitched crocheted guys. I won this Kirby in a giveaway that she was doing. She's an awesome creator. You can check her out on Twitter, Lovely Stitches US. Um, yeah, it's she's great. Look at it. It's so cute. Look how cute that he is. That looks like oh, something like it looks so fishy. 
the quality looks like something Nintendo would put out themselves. Right? Like it looks yeah. like a it, it looks, looks nice. like the yarn Yoshi, but it's Kirby. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. I love it. He sits proudly on the top of my normally on the top of my uh like shelving, but uh I I wanted to shout her out because I, I she deserves it. She works That's really awesome. hard and Can you... she's got like a Will you repeat what? that one more time? Who who it is? Lovely Stitches US on Etsy. Lovely Stitches US. Um she just did like a, a potted flower, like a little potted sunflower, and you can order it with or without a smiley face. With a smiley face, it kind of looks like Flowey from Undertale. So do with that information what you will, I guess. <laughs> cool. But yeah. Oh. So no snackage, though, for me. Oh, that's okay. Corey, have you been snacking on? Well, I mean, like I said, we went to this Japanese cuisine place on saturday it was really good it's like a it's kind of different but good uh it's like a it's an all-you-can-eat place but it's not a buffet what they do is bring you like a paper menu and you kind of check off what you want and then they will bring it to you and then when they bring you your food they will bring you another menu so you can check off more and so I had a lot of shrimp hibachi and sushi and spring rolls, mm. and it was just – it was great. It's called Kentaro, so it's it's, it's great. Service uh, was a little put, slow, but that's hmm, – you know, it's fine. Did it put you to sleep? <laughs> I mean, I would have liked it to, but I was busy, <laughs> so <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. But it was good, though. I highly recommend it if you are in the Akron slash Fairlawn area. Put it on the list. <laughs> no. <laughs> I won't come home. Oh, wow. <laughs> so uh, Leron, what was you snaking on? Uh, not, not too much crazy, but um, I discovered something in Food Lion yesterday when I was... I called my substance going in food line to get two things, uh, freaking freaking cheese and uh, and garlic bread because I made I made spaghetti over the weekend. Nice. Um, but um, but so in the um in the in the frozen in this this food line I visited had like the weirdest layout because like there you know like most places like their freezer section is all in the same area. Yeah. Like their their shit was split up. Like their like their dairy. Their dairy and their ice cream and stuff was on one side of the store. On the other side of the store was the other stuff. So like pizza Wait, and all that what? stuff, and pizza, frozen vegetables, all yeah, it, weird, right? So so yeah, so for so you know like I walked so like I walked through where I thought was the area that was going to be where all the all the frozen stuff was at. Now I was sitting there like, like what type of bizarre world am I in? Like they like this is all they have in their frozen section, and then so I just walked around the store for a moment and and discovered all the other in the store. Is where the is where the other portion of the freezer section was, but over there where the on the other side where the freezer section is at is also where the candy and stuff is at. Ooh. So I'm like, okay, you can't win for losing with this one, right? Uh, but I discovered something, and I was like, oh, I have to pick this shit up. Starburst lollipops. Ooh, I didn't know this. I didn't know this. I didn't know the thing. The only reason why this is empty is because I immediately had to like dump them into a, a container. Wow, those must yeah. be brand new because uh, I've never I, seen them. I did not know they were a thing, right? So yeah, so yeah, they've got the they got the four traditional flavors: uh, cherry, orange, strawberry, and lemon. All of them are good. All of them are good. And and I'm sorry, like like Tootsie Roll, 
Starburst is coming to eat y'all's lunch because uh, because because the uh, the the uh, the Chewy Center is an actual Starburst. Ooh, oh, nice. That's great. Yeah. So how does so, how does the pop, the uh, lollipop actually taste? Like, is it like a direct taste of a Starburst? It is reminiscent of a Starburst. As a matter of fact, if I if I had to say it, the um the um the actual candy shell reminds mm-hmm. me of the Starburst jelly bean. Uh, the, uh, the outer shell for that, right? Yeah. And then and then the Chewy Center is like I said, the actual Starburst Starburst. itself. Yeah. Nice. So so they are delicious. Um right now I'm not sure which is my favorite flavor right now. I'm, I'm almost partial to orange, which is crazy because I always like annihilate the lemon lemon starburst when I mm-hmm. when I open up a bag. But yeah, like like they're good, y'all. Get them. Yeah, I I'll have to I have to go find them. Um, yeah, they're brand, they have to be brand new because I've never seen or heard of them. Um, I did not know they were a thing until I saw them. And I was like, Starburst. Cause I saw, cause, you know, the funny thing is the packaging. I almost mm-hmm. thought it was like a big, like economy sized bag of Starburst jelly beans, which is yeah. already, which is already like kryptonite for me. Like I will, I will buy Starburst jelly beans when I see them. And I'm yes. seeing this, I see this big bag and I'm like, oh my God, they, they make Starburst jelly beans in a bigger bag. <laughs> so I grabbed it and I was like, wait, wait a minute. Pops, lollipops. Sure, I'll spend three dollars and fifty cents and see what's up with them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like this is a yeah. good three fifty. They're they're good. I'll have to find them, give them a try. Uh, thank you for letting me know that. Wow, I didn't oh, yeah. even know they didn't even know that. It's oh. crazy. It, it's crazy because like I because like I bought these last night and I had and and I had the first one and I was like, man, this would be something really good. To like to like show off on Snack Tendo, and then this morning you asked me if I wanted to come on the show. I was like, "Oh man, this this is magic right now." Uh, yes, uh, awesome. Uh, anything Write that else? down. Laron said it would be magical to come on a Nintendo show. Everybody, write it down. Magical. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, that's about that. That's that's pretty much it, and. And in case somebody's wondering, no, I'm not. No, I'm not drinking on Nintendo Power Block. This is actually this is actually seltzer water. Right. Well, well, sparkling water is not. It's not seltzer water. It's sparkling water. That's that like death apple thing, Li- right? Yeah, liquid death. Yeah, liquid yeah, death. Like, that's the one. Yeah, like I was at a party. I was at a party a while back, and um, and <laughs> and uh, and uh, there was a there was a, my buddy. He he has a he has a terrible sense of humor. And he had a um, he had he had a cooler that had the drinks. He had another cooler that all it had was like a piece of, uh, had like a piece of paper, and uh-huh. written on it was uh, "If you dare." <laughs> so I was wow. like, okay. I was like, okay, I dare. So like, I opened it up and I was like, "Liquid death," and I was like, I was looking, at it, I was like, man, like what in the four loco we got going on here, right? And uh, <laughs> and so I pulled one out and I was looking at it. And I was like, sparkling water, like this guy, this guy's a nut. And he's like, no, I'll try it. I was like. I gave him that look. I was like, uh, if I walk out of here drunk, I'm gonna be mad at you. So yeah, so like uh so yeah, the black can is the um the black cans are the actual carbonated ones mm-hmm. and the white cans are just a straight water. Um so yeah, so the first one I tried was the black can and now I'm kinda hooked on these. Like they like they sell them at Target and um and usually I'll go and uh, buy usually I'll go in and buy a few cans, but um I'm probably just gonna start buying cases when I go go there from now on. Oh nice. Yeah, so no, I'm not getting I'm not getting drunk on Pal Block. This is this is actual water. Like I'm I'm staying hydrated. I know. Uh 
Um, I had to go. I need to go find a Mountain Dew adult beverage because uh, Austin has some. Um, and oh, I yeah. want to get like, yeah, because I want to get a four pack to taste them. He said they're really good um, and everything. So uh, I would not be uh, confused <laughs> to use that term on Power Block, but I will probably try them next week because uh, we was talking about it on his podcast and I was very interested to see how they taste. Um, for me, everybody, uh, with LeBron, was that all? Uh, for snacks, okay. Um, for uh, sorry, I have for... a mouthful of lollipop. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, for me, um, I had some pull and peel twisters. Um, a lot of our monster stuff went to twenty cent at my job, so I got like the Electrolytes Monster drink. Um, the Pacific uh, flavor was like twenty cent. Um, the fresh vanilla coffee monsters was like 20 cents. So I got those. Um, but I ended up going to my grocery store and they had honey grand ta- uh, tatalini, uh, uh, gelato ice cream. Wait, 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 what? Tatalini? Wait, tatalini? Yeah. Talanti? Talanti. Okay, Talanti. I was like, I was like, wait, is there a new brand gelato out there? I was, go- I was about to start looking. <laughs> No, I thought it was tatalini. I, I, I'm well, for sorry. a second, there, for a second there, I was like, "Is he talking about pasta?" No, honey <laughs> <laughs> grand pasta. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they it's, make. It's worth it's worth a try. Like I mean, like it's like you know, like and I talk about you all the time about how sus your 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 taste is in food mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But it's it's just sus enough that I would try that if it was <laughs> like some <laughs> some honey some some Teddy grams some honey grams pasta. I was like, mm, I'll try it once. <laughs> Yeah, as long uh, as it's, as long as it's the one that, with the cinnamon on it. Oh yes, um, yeah. I had the the honey gram flavor. It was it was really good. It was a very interesting taste because I thought they would have like kind of more of a crunch in it. It's more of like kind of vanilla, um, and then it's the the honey gram is like kind of like melts in your mouth a little bit. It's not. It wasn't bad or anything. It was just surprising that I think it's one of their new flavors that they just brought out. Because normally I would get like. The uh the cookie, cookie and cream one or their Belgium chocolate, um I normally get, um but I tried this honey gram one it was pretty good I was I was uh completely surprised about it so um that's pretty much my snack tendo I haven't actually got out to go like food food shopping just yet um I'm kind of getting that stuff ready for whatever we have in <laughs> in, in June and everything. So um, that is that everybody is snack tendo. So now it's time for Hey You, What's New? Jacob, can you tell us what's new? Yeah, so I've picked three games that are coming out this week that I thought looked very interesting. So let's go through those. The first one, when a trouble, when a trio, when a trouble of trio makers, when a trio of troublemakers <laughs> inherit a junkyard mecha called Cowboy, they must put aside their differences and enter the planet's most elite mecha competition, the Ultimate Golden God Tournament. Play this immature adult humor RPG, Wolfstride, when it releases on May 10th. You can take control of a bird-like creature while flying through an immersive but peaceful sci-fi world in the story-driven 3D flight exploration game, Airy, A New Frontier, releasing May 12th. 
And then the Cyan Galaxy is in peril. Your trusty little starfighter and ragtag squadron of wingmen are the only hope against the evil Exodon. Save the galaxy like only you can in Hyper Echelon, a top-down shoot-'em-up releasing May 13th. Can so, I can I can I launch a lawsuit? That that is way too close to my screen name. Exodon. Exodon. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. You're apparently the bad guy in this game. <laughs> well, um, I mean, well, I mean, uh, it seems like I'm always somebody's bad guy. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, the 3D flight one is a little interesting to me. I feel like we've gotten, we've had a lot of those types of games lately. Like, just kind of peaceful flying through a 3D world uh, games lately. I think we had one last week as well coming out that's so. that's weird is it is 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 area a new game or is this a sequel to something i feel like i've uh, seen that name before i yeah i think so i think it is a sequel but i do not know for sure mm. hmm, okay uh i know uh hyper echelon uh looks up my just kind of right on my alley i love a good shoot 'em up Mm-hmm. Uh, and some good top down ones I, I enjoy playing. Um, Corey, also, uh, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, Hyper Echelon also had a little bit of like a Cowboy Bebop kind of look to it, just a little bit, not not a whole lot, but uh, definitely, definitely had more of like that kind of like what Laurent was saying earlier, like a cyberpunky type, not just like a typical sci-fi, like everything looked a little bit punk. All right. Uh, Corey and Ron, any interest in these games? Like to check them out? Uh, definitely the um, definitely uh, Wolfstride, and yeah, maybe si- and maybe Scion Galaxy too. Ron just wants to check out Scion Scion Galaxy because he's the villain. <laughs> All um, right, All right. Yeah. I need to I need to make my case when I take them to court. Yeah, yeah. Wolfstride also looked cool. It was like a black and white style, like noir looking game almost. But it's an yeah. RPG, so that's interesting. Uh, uh, I you did Chronicle Rising. Um, you know, it's the uh, spiritual successor to uh, um, the one Konami game. Uh, why can I not think of it? RPG. So we could it. That's what it is. They have like a two D kind of beat 'em up game RPG that's coming out on the tiff. Also, everybody's looking forward to that. Yeah, Airy. Yeah, this looks very familiar for Airy. Yeah, wow. I feel like I feel like there was a I feel like there was a game previously. Let me look that up, and we can move on to our question block. Okay, uh, Laurent, did you have any? You said uh, you said uh, your address, right? Uh, yeah, we'll stride and, um, and Scion Galaxy. Uh, what about you, Corey? Anything? I mean. Honestly, I'm sorry, probably I'm sorry. hyper hyper excellent. My bad. I, I, I keep I keep saying the wrong part of the. I I don't know. Probably not. I'm gonna be honest with you. Probably not. So, so it looks like Airy is very much a series of games. There's Airy Little Bird Adventure, Airy A Journey Beyond Time, and Airy Calm Mind. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sequel to all of those, I guess. All right. Well, everybody, it's time for Crash in the Block. Corey, take it away. All right. Well, you guys know that you can ask us questions on the show, and we will probably answer them. 
So without further we'll ado, do our best. If you if you tweet at us at Powerblock Podcast or look for our post on Mondays and comment on that, or you can email us at NintendoPowerblock at gmail.com. Any combination of those, you can tweet at us without the the Monday post. But mm-hmm. just saying, ask us questions, we'll answer them. We enjoy answering your questions. It's a good time. It usually sparks a lot of conversation. Sometimes we have to cut other segments short, but we'd rather do this than talk to you about oh blah 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 blah. So here we go. Our first question, guys, is from none other than Deshaun Malone. He writes in, he says, What major third party games would y'all wish come to Switch? Hmm. Okay. Um Leron, I'm gonna let you go first with this one. Leron's like, Wait, no, I mean? got a PC. I don't need that. Wait, I mean um, because I I think you probably would have a nice list uh, of games that you would probably like to see on Switch. Did you not hear Corey just now? <laughs> what? Okay. Uh-huh. In a in a perfect world where the Switch was compatible to co- other consoles or PC, what PC game would you like to play on the go <laughs> at any time? Uh, okay. Let me think about this here real quickly. Um. Actually, circle back to me in a minute. Circle back to me, mm. please. What's okay. wrong, Leron? The question throw you off? <laughs> I mean, I have. I mean, I have a few that I can think of. Let's see. Major third-party games uh, that we wish would come to Switch. Um, first one I can think of, uh, you know, and and call me out. Call me out now if I'm wrong. But I haven't seen it yet. Uh, just go ahead and put Just Set Radio. Hmm. On 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 the freaking switch, you know, like yeah. it it seems it seems to be very at home in in, in, a, in a handheld environment. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, even the Game Boy Advance knockoff of Jet Set Radio did very well. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, like do that. Like you know, Nintendo has like a like a, like a backwards relationship with Microsoft anyway. Just go ahead and get the licensing rights for Jet Set Radio Future. And it's I actually will be Sega, Sega owns Jet Set Radio still. So, so they, they have a good Mi- relationship with yeah, Sega too. But, yeah, but Microsoft but Microsoft still has the license for that game. Because I mean, sure? by now, because I by now, so. it's been, I, I I feel like by now, like it should have shown out at least on PC. Like I mean, it is only on Xbox. Hmm. Uh, for the sequel, right? Yeah, hmm. yeah, just a regular future. Oh, hmm. yeah, yeah, it came out on the original Xbox. Hmm. So you want the? Uh, I want the. the I want I want the sequel more than I want the original because the original. Yeah, because in all honesty, like you know, like if I need to play, because I have, I have the Dreamcast version, I have the, I have the PS3 version, I have the PS Vita version, I have the PC version. So you know, like, so you like, let's 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 do this. Like, you want to keep, you want to keep printing money off this game, like put it on the Switch. I can see Sega doing that, and Microsoft, uh, with their good relationship with Nintendo releasing that. Like, Sega uh, still owns all rights to Jet Set Radio. Well, yeah, so, yeah. I just, I just looked I just it up. They, Microsoft has no ownership over that game. They, they don't have the license for the second game. Mm-mm. Then what? Then what's taking so long? Then maybe because it's nobody Sega? bought it. Oh, you like it? Ed, well, like, it's a, no, it's one of those games that's like. Cult classic. Well, no, no, well, no, 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 no. The problem, no, the problem with Jet, the problem with Jet Set Radio Future was the fact that they gave it away with systems. They did. It came with like Sega a GT game. also. 
It was a yeah, double. Like it, it was a double like disc. It was Jet Set Radio Future and Sega GT 2002. I have that disc downstairs. Came with yeah, my so Xbox. Yeah, so it's hard. So it's hard to track like real sales, like real sales of people who are actually interested in the game. When you know, mm-hmm. like it just it's bundleware. It's just like, just like in all in, in in all seriousness, how can we say Wii Sports was like a number one title for for the Switch when you know, I mean for the Wii when it was given <laughs> when it was bundleware. You know. Hmm. Here's here's a fun fact. Jet Set Radio Future only sold 80,000 units in the United States in its initial six-month sales window before it was packed in with the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so that means there's 80,000 people that would buy it on the Switch. Yeah. Well, I guarantee I guarantee you, with the with the cult following that, that, that Jet Set Radio, the franchise, has, mm-hmm. if they release it... In, and this day of remakes and, and, and re-releases and remasters and stuff, like, come on. Like, they don't even have to remaster this game. It, <laughs> I'd can... probably say it would probably do about 100,000 copies. Oh, they do yeah, physical. That's nothing. It would do, that's, it would do more. That's not it worth do... That's not even worth yeah. They wouldn't even cover their porting fees. I don't know about that. Maybe. It, co- it costs approximately anywhere between 800000 and $1 million to port a game. Mm-hmm. Plus, you got to think about if you're going to do physical copies, you're going to want to print cartridges. Right? I think that's what everybody will want. They yeah. Want well, then that's where and that's where that's where people balk because like it's very expensive to do those cartridges. Mm-hmm. You can buy a physical Xbox di- Xbox disc of just Jet Set Radio Future for fifty four dollars and eighty three cents, or you can buy the Jet Set Radio Future Sega GT double pack for twelve ninety nine. Right now, dang, dang! I expect it to be cheaper than that. <laughs> but I, I think, I, only reason I said like just a hundred thousand because I think people would be like, "What is this series?" I think some people would probably be new to it, um, and everything. If they do physical, I think they'll definitely sell more, hmm. um, with it. Um, but I don't well, know. I feel like I feel like physical is a double edged sword because, um, because like, I walked into my Best Buy today. And there was like literally three rows full of uh, the Scott Pilgrim game. Like mm-hmm. strangely, all of a sudden, like it showed up on shelves. Yeah, because everybody got it from Live to Run already. Mm-hmm. They got their Live to Run copies. Yeah, yeah. And Best uh, Buy. I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't believe it because I thought Best Buy wasn't getting any because there was like no announcement. Well, Best Buy has a it has an exclusive deal with Limited Run to sell their physical items in their store, but it has a different mm-hmm. cover. Yeah. Okay. So. Because yeah. I got ukulele and Super Meat Boy at Best Buy, and they have different covers than the limited run versions. Mm. But they still say limited run on the front. So. All right. Uh, what about you, Corey? Oh, gosh. Where do I start? Um. So, let's see. We we talked a lot about Tomb Raider last week. Uh, yes. I really want to see those games come either, like, the legend trilogy or the new trilogy, right? Like I think those we talked about it, like those first two games are Xbox 360 games. So I don't see any reason why those couldn't come over at some point. Uh I think that uh shoot, what was I? I was just thinking of something and then I forgot cuz we got caught up in this Jet Set Radio Future crap. Uh I really, I just want to see more effort put into third-party games in general. You know, I mean, we saw Bethesda do it, and like, those are 
very playable ports. We saw The Witcher come over, right? We've seen Dying Light come over. And, like, those are two huge games that make me think, like, if you just put in a little effort to port them over. And, of course, like, I know you got to look at, like, sales data and, like, oh, will these sell? Will these cover our porting costs? Will this cover the studio that's porting it? Will they, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, like, man, I just, I feel like, third-party games we've we've dipped a lot we we don't get very many big third-party games and the ones we do get are cloud versions and it just sucks right like we talked about kingdom hearts we've talked about uh control and hitman and like i'm not saying control and hitman would run great natively on the switch but like man cloud version just feels like a punch in the face i'd rather just not get it you know um I think for me that that the Tomb Raider games I think are pretty decent ones that I would really like to see. I would have liked to see Guardians of the Galaxy come over. Um, I as not a cloud game. <clears throat> what? As not a cloud game? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cloud the cloud stuff sucks. Get it out of here. I like cloud as like a secondary option to games. I don't like it being the primary version, right? Like I think. I think the Xbox is doing it right where like you can either download it or play the cloud version. You know, I think that's a, mm-hmm. I think that's the solution, right? I think that's why Stadia kind of failed and uh, on live and whatever else other streaming services out the PlayStation now, even to an extent, right? Like I just think the Xbox is doing it correctly and not to go off on a side tangent or anything, but like <laughs> Xbox is doing so many things, right? except for getting first-party titles out. Like, their backwards compatibility stuff is second to none. Their Game Pass and cloud streaming stuff is second to none. Like, they have great personalities in the gaming industry. They have so many great things except for their output of games, right? Like, last year, yeah, Xbox had a good year last year, but it was still Forza, and Halo, they carried that console. <laughs> and so, you know, in, in the first year, it was Gears, right? Like, Gears 5 and Gears Tactics were the games that carried the console. Like, oh, man. Anyways, back to the question. I'm sorry. I just had to go on that little rant. I just I just wish, like, Nintendo would take, like, a small page. Which, don't get me wrong, I really like their their classic kind of thing they've got going on with NSO, right? I think it's a good idea. I think it, I think they need to fill out those libraries more, but I think it's a good idea. Uh, but, man, third-party games. I would like to see... Uh, man, I don't, I don't even know at this point, because we, we have some Assassin's Creed games. We have The Witcher. We have... Uh... Man, I don't know. I guess Tomb Raider would be my answer after that really long rant. Sorry. I guess for me personally, like if if if, Nint- if Nintendo consoles were my primary gaming console, I'd probably have a lot more answers for this, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, but I feel like you know, like like I have my hands kind of everywhere. I'm in PlayStation. I'm on PC. Um, um, I have a I have a Switch. I I do get Nintendo products, you know, stuff like that. So you know. You know, Nintendo's not the primary, you know, system for me. That's not saying that I don't play it because, like, actually, like, this past year, like, I feel like my Switch got a lot more playtime than my PlayStation 5 did. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, now my PC is creeping back up into it, you know, when I, I, you'll find out a little bit more about that with uh, when we get to playing with power. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, overall, you know, like, um, like, I feel like when, if Nintendo, if, if Nintendo can't get the new third party, like one thing that Nintendo definitely excels at with the Switch is getting like the old school classics, you know, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, so, you yeah. know, if they, if they tapped a little bit more from the Dreamcast era, if they tapped a little bit more from like, you know, like from like the offshoot eras, like, like, ex, like the original Xbox and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they'd really be, they'd really be onto something. And also will keep the viability of this five-year-old system going. You know, like, because, you know, because it would distract from people from asking, like, when's the new system coming out? You know, if they if they keep, like, reeling in, like, some of the stuff that will bring, like, traditional players, like, like, uh, like, like me back. Like, can you imagine if, uh, can you imagine they dust off their GameCube stuff and, like, like, like Sega said, boom, we're going to reopen the servers for Fancy Star Online. And we're going to bring that classic back. We're not, and I'm not talking about the, the new one that just came out not too long ago. Mm. I'm talking about the one that everybody played, the GameCube one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly after my own heart exactly yeah i would i would play it again and as a matter of fact it's funny because like i was looking at some stuff and i was like man i really miss i really miss the dreamcast slash gamecube fancy star online i, I miss it you know mm-hmm. um you I, know, at so, least, I at least once a week look at the hundred dollar copies of pso on amazon <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah I want, I want one yeah, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, honestly, if they tap into their GameCube library a little more, like, sh- like shoot, like, like shake Konami's tree, be like, be like, can we, can we re-release uh, Twin Snakes? I think a Metal Ge- I think a Metal Gear collection is coming. By the way, One... which Metal Gear collection though? <clears throat> what? The, H- like the, the HD le- collection? The Legacy collection, which is one, two, three, and four. I think, uh, I think you're gonna get. Now, tw- now I think you're you gonna, say... I think you're gonna get a Twin Snakes release in there though, instead of a ps1 now when you say when you say metal gear solid 4 like like be careful because like that sounds like it's good it'd be a cloud game nope metal does, does. it was that, a playstation 3 exclusive that game do you yeah, know, but, but game do you know the heavy be... do you know the heavy lifting that that game had to do like you had 20 minute wait times because they had to load whole sections of the game yeah like, but it game into the ps3 yeah but that that the playstation 3 if you didn't utilize that uh uh what's the stupid processor called in there the cell processor processor. like if you didn't utilize it correctly it was half like it was like half as power as full as the xbox 360 oh yeah oh yeah i get it yeah so i mean if you can get the if you can get the witcher and dying light running on the switch you can get metal gear solid 4 running on the switch sorry here's here's what here's what i feel like they're gonna here's what i feel if they they decide that they are gonna bring metal gear solid they're they're gonna do the, the hd collection which is MGS two and three, um, they will probably do a separate release for for Metal Gear Solid for Twin Snakes because that's the one everybody wants to, would prefer to play anyway, honestly. Twin Snakes. Yeah, and then Metal Gear Solid four that's kind of up in the air. Like you know, like, I feel like that's the one that would probably be cloud version, but maybe it's just because of my experience because I bought it when it was brand new for PS three. Yeah. Well, they'll probably they will probably do well, a digital version for all of them because well, that's what they've been doing for their their past games. Konami has. Well, if you remember, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five also ran on PlayStation Three. <laughs> it was also I didn't, released. Play, I, I didn't play it. No, I'm just saying it was released on PlayStation Three, which is oh, crazy to think about. Wait, was it? PS3? Yeah, yeah, it was PS3 and PS4. It was cross gen. Yeah. Okay. See, yeah, I did. Once, 
Once PS4, once I had a PS4 in my house, like I didn't care about what was coming out on PS3 anymore. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't yep. really care about anything that came out on PlayStation Three in the first oh, place. Man. Well, uh, Jacob, what is your list? What game? Yeah, I've you... got I've got three answers for this one. So I'd like Bethesda, not Bethesda. Well, yeah, I like I'd like Bethesda to release a Fallout game on the Switch. I'd like for Rockstar to release either Red Dead Redemption or GTA 5 on the Switch, and I would like Bungie to release Destiny 2 on the Switch. Or whatever they've got coming. Well, or Destiny 1, even. Here's like, the just thing. Just a Destiny game. Here's the thing about Destiny 2. It's... I doubt it's coming, but it's more possible than ever. Because they are talking about taking the Stadia tech and implementing it proprietarily and making a cloud version of Destiny for phones and mobile devices. I don't want a cloud version of the game. (laughs) I mean, that's the only way you're going to get it, though. I will never, never, ever buy a cloud game. Never in a million years. Jacob would rather have a curse on his family than a cloud game. (laughs) If Nintendo tomorrow announces that they're going full cloud cloud game, I will catch me on crossroads being a PlayStation fanboy. Oh, wow. You mean so you can play all those PlayStation 3 games through the cloud? (laughs) Or Microsoft. I don't know. PC, something. I'd figure it out. Please don't give me your resignation. No. Listen, as somebody who is currently suffering from an internet connection that has 5 megabyte download and 1 megabyte upload, cloud gaming is not the way. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It took it took three days to download Photoshop. Wow, <laughs> that's insane. So, wow, don't not no cloud, no cloud gaming. Well, uh, anyway, for me, oh. Uh, oh. yeah, it's Ed Stern. Sorry, uh, for, go, go ahead, Corey. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. All right, Somebody I was, go. the game. The game I was thinking of was uh, Gotham Knights. I really want on the Switch. Or like the Batman games in general. Nargo Collection. Yeah, those, I mean any of them. Yeah, I can see I can see those being on the Switch. I can definitely see those being on the Switch. Yeah, I mean especially because WB seems to invest in, be investing a lot to get Harry Potter on the Switch, and that game looks really <laughs> intense to be running on this platform. So, just give me some Batman, man. I don't care which one. Give me Arkham Origins. I don't care. I oh, like yeah. that game. Why isn't the Batman collection on Switch? That one should be, that should yeah. be there, too. I thought, I thought they announced that for Switch. Did they, did they not? No, it's been they rumored It's been rumored for a long time. Game. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, for me, uh, Max Payne 3, DLC, Devil May Cry, Titanfall 2, just to get that out of the way. Uh, I hand, uh Sorry, not. Um, I Hander. Uh, I Hander. I Hander. Yes. Talk the square. Yes, I well shoot. They've been bringing all this, all their old stuff with HD two D to it. Only, so, only, only Final Fantasy in the Mana series. <laughs> I mean, no lie. Oh, and that, oh, and that ridiculous uh, Saga Frontier. <laughs> oh shoot! Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, that one. Uh, J Empire from uh, Bioware. I would love to see. Um, I would I, shoot uh, Radiant Silver Gun because we only got uh, Ikaruga. We don't got Radiant Silver Gun. Um, Mischief Makers, I would love to have on it. Um, I'm glad that we get a tournament fighters uh, from the Turtles coming soon. So, uh, but uh, Soul Calibur 2, 
I won't. The GameCube version. I definitely won't. Uh, Metal Gear uh, Rising Revengeance. Uh, come on, Platinum. Just bring that crazy game over. Definitely Vanquish. Uh, I would love to see. Uh, and Mad World, I would love to see. Um, to come to it. Uh, you know, just just bring that all over to the Switch and everything. Uh, I love Vanquish, but I don't know if, I don't know if the Switch can handle Vanquish. Why? It's a 360 yeah. game. I know. They're bringing, they're bringing El Shaddai over, apparently, so they could probably bring Vanquished. Right. Maybe, I don't know, maybe... Maybe I just don't pay enough attention to the tech that's in the um, that's in the Switch. I don't I, think you do. <laughs> I would be willing to bet that if they do, if they were to bring Vanquished, it would just be that like the amount of bullet texture and projectiles that's on the, screen that's would go down. Exactly, yeah. that's the thing. Like instead of a instead of like a thousand bullets coming at you, it'd be like a hundred. <laughs> I mean, also like, I think anybody who's played Vanquished recently, especially on PC, it got that really nice remaster. That runs it. I think on PC it runs at 120 frames a second, and yep. it does a bunch mm-hmm. of like crazy PC crap. Uh, and you got to remember that, that when this game came out on the Xbox 360, it was running sub 30 <laughs> because of everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I would love to see Killer Instinct arcade version uh, come to Switch. Okay. So, oh. it's but, just like I would love to see every game that's not on Switch. Uh, not on Switch. Yeah. Ed, Ed and <laughs> I'm I are part of that. The, wasn't his answer. Ed and I are part of the Pets Initiative. Port everything to Switch. Okay. Oh wow, that's great. Wow. So that's actually yeah. a really good acronym. Yeah. Uh, I didn't Ed, come up you... with it. I heard it on Game Scoop, like uh, okay. four or five years ago. So, are you? Do you have more that you want to port to Switch, Ed? Yeah, I'm uh, curious. I'm curious. <laughs> Well, like Mafia Three, I would love to have that port to Switch. I really enjoy Mafia Three. Wait, and Stupid was, Dogs. That annou- was that announced for Switch and then it got canceled? Mm-mm. No. Okay. No, the Mafia games they got the first one got remade, but only for Xbox One and I think PS4. Um, and then they like remastered two and three. Switch never got the Mafia games. Um. So. Uh, but I would love to see like definitely Sleeping Dogs in Mafia Three I'm on surprised. Switch. I'm surprised nobody here has asked for Elden Ring. I'm not. That, I'm not interested. I'm I not think. Interested. Yeah, yeah. I think the Soul games and everything. I think their their fan base is also Dark Souls didn't much sell. Dark Souls didn't sell yeah. that well on Switch when yeah. that remaster came out. So, I think they uh, were just like, well, this is our test bed. Maybe we'll port Dark Souls two and three over at some point, and then it didn't sell well, so they just didn't bother. Yeah, well, Nelco, Bandai Nelco didn't really market it, and the game came out later than. The oh Xbox yeah, it was delayed. That's right. Yeah, they they literally so... delayed it. And then, <laughs> you're right. And then when it came, I mean, people who are beating it, uh, some people now they said they've been beating it on Switch and everything for Dark Souls, but it was just so it was just so late that people just forgot about it. And everything. So that's a Bandai Nelco thing. Um, uh, real quick before we move on to the next question from the chat on twitch.tv slash Bosch Rush Network. Coconut says Red Dead would be sick. And Still Saying Shane says he would love Fear, Resistance, and Baten Kaitos. Fun fact Nintendo owns Baten Ka- Kaitos and they own Monolith Soft now who developed it. So <laughs> that's true. It's a possibility. Oh, the resistance can't come to Switch. 
Yeah, it's first party. It's first party PlayStation. Yeah, that's the Sony. Sony. I mean, I mean, if Resistance showed up on the Switch, I would play the hell out of it. Because I like, right, would. I like, mean, Resistance needs to show up on PlayStation first to. to... Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like it, it's, not a, it's not. A, it's not on. It's not on Spartacus. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, PlayStation Plus. Uh, essential. Expansion? Yeah. It's not on that. Yeah, I love Resistance Three. I I still think. When it comes to Insomniac and their weapons, I think Resistance 3 has the best of uh, with one of the Ratchet and Clanks probably being second in um uh that one game that was on Xbox. Um, Sunset Overdrive. Third. Sunset Overdrive being third. Yeah. Uh, two things before we move on. Dark Souls Remastered on only sold 105,000 units on Switch. Uh and uh what was I saying? Something about PlayStation. Oh, yeah. The amount of games I didn't play on PlayStation, every time I hear somebody talk about one, I'm, like, astonished at, like, how little PlayStation first-party games I've actually played in my lifetime. Oh, it's almost like it's almost like how many movies you've seen in your life, too. I know. I've probably <laughs> seen more movies. I've played a lot of PlayStation uh, first-party <laughs> Uh, our second question comes from Josh Martinez. He says, what Nintendo world would you want to move to? Which one would you want to visit for vacation? Which one would you never want to visit under any circumstances? Hmm. hmm. Ed? Yeah, Ed, please start. <laughs> what Nintendo world would you want to move to? Uh, which one would you want to visit for vacation? And which one would you never visit under any circumstances? Um... So uh, I definitely would love to go to um, some of the worlds in Yoshi's Crafted uh, world because um, it's just so cool and, and being the way that they took uh, like crafted things and candy and everything and made like a levels design over them. I would go to there. The one that I actually kind of would visit would be Eternal Darkness. Uh, just to see the spookiness and uh, the hidden, the hidden like stories that that game would tell. Just just for one day, and in the morning I'm out. Um, the one that I would never would want to visit under any circumstances. Oh, good googly moogly! I oh, great, 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 gosh. Um, I would never want to visit any. Of the Fire Emblem worlds, <laughs> why? Because I, all that medieval, all the de- the death, and I just I, I nothing would entertain me with that. Like I un- I understand med- medieval stuff and I enjoy it, but like no electricity, no bath. Uh, you know the folks in those games are crazy sometimes. I would not want to visit any of the Fire Emblem worlds. So uh, those are that's my answer. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Jacob. Yes. Where do you want to live slash visit slash get rid of? I would want to move to a Pokemon world. I think everybody would want to move to a world that has Pokemon, um, which that does include the incredibly scary like 
giant onyxes roaming around and stuff. So, but it's just dangerous. But it'd be fun to be a Pokemon trainer. I would love to visit either Zelda or Mario. I wouldn't want to stay there. I just feel like it'd get kind of boring after enough time. Um, but Zelda, especially, I think it'd be really cool to like roam around Hyrule Fields and and visit all of the the touristy areas like Kakariko Village and and Death Mountain and stuff. The uh, series that I would never ever under any circumstance want to visit would be Kirby, because <laughs> Kirby's world, like Earth, is always destroyed or desolate. Or forgotten. Jacob's Jacob's just he's just trying not to be swallowed. (laughs) What what would would Kirby inherit if he swallowed you? Uh, great hair. (laughs) Great hair, man. He's bald right now, so he needs it. Um, But yeah, no, Kirby's all of all of like Planet Earth in Kirby is always just gone. Like it's just demolish it's a it's an apocalypse that or pikmin unless i was like a living on uh living on uh hokitate hmm. one of the one of the one of the pikmin people but man yeah it's dark places dude dark places dark places mm-hmm. hmm. Laurent, what about you Okay, so the Nintendo World I want to move to, like this. Uh, if anyone knows me, they know they know my answer. It's uh, it's it's definitely Metroid's universe. Like you know, like I'll I'll deal with the peril of like the the galactic space pirates and all that stuff happening. So I'll probably be a bounty hunter myself, you know, just just to even things up a little bit. But uh, but yeah, just 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 hopping planet to planet, you know, like praying to God there's no X parasites in the air and whatnot, you know, no, so like that, you know. <clears throat> I I actually I'd like to imagine you being. Uh, in Samus's ship, like Groot from <laughs> from Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. just like sitting there eating Skittles, watching her doing yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Yep, yep, yep. Laron, press the button. <laughs> no, not that one. We're all gonna. <laughs> oh God. Uh, the one I would want to visit for vacation. Now, this is very specific. Like, it's it's definitely it's definitely Mario, but. But the only world I want to visit specifically is the is the entire the entire Dream Kingdom of Super Mario Two. That's the only one. Really? I want to visit. <laughs> That's the only one I want to visit for right. a vacation. There's too much chaos going on in all the other Mario worlds. Like you got you got you got you got one Mario world that's nothing but freaking like racetracks and everybody's like falling off and blue shells are all over the place. You got another one. You got another one where it's like it's like it's like basically. Every time you look, Bowser is like transforming into something different and trying to like destroy the whole destroy the whole landscape stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You got another one where like 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 Peach is like the the most the most badass person out there. But if you if you upset her, she'll cry and ca- cause a flood. You know, it's like <laughs> oh, super princess Peach. Al <laughs> yep. Delfino, like I mean, like they they have a pollution problem apparently. You know, uh, you know, I would love to meet Bowser Junior. <laughs> Because he is my favorite, you, he is my favorite Mario you, character. <laughs> I thought you would go with Super Mario Sunshine because of like all the water and. That's what that's what know. I'm saying. Like Io Delfino, like it's like like it's got a pollution problem. Like some little some little rascal like, with, with a brush like keeps going and marking everything up. <laughs> there's a really <laughs> good chance that they blame you for their littering too. Like it, that seems to be their mo. Is that yeah, exactly. they do something wrong and they're like it's your fault. Exactly. Yeah, I I, I don't have time for that. <laughs> 
Um, the one, the oh, one world that I would, this one, <laughs> the one world I would never visit under any any circumstances, Splatoon. That place is a mess. Why would you not? I thought you would say Smash Brothers. No, 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 no. I mean, I feel like Smash Brothers is a fantasy realm. Like that's that's where that's where that's where all the good characters go go when they die. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, but Splatoon, come on, Splatoon, it'd be a freaking nightmare. Imagine driving your car, and next thing you know, like, your car gets doused in paint. You can't see anything, so you crash automatically. <laughs> like, jeez, no. No, like, I I need I need my chaos to make sense. <laughs> wow. I thought it was going to be Smash, because you don't like Smash. I, 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 don't, I, don't like, I don't like Mario Kart, and, and uh, I don't like Mario Kart and Mario Party either, but, yeah, like, I didn't really single them out. What about you, Corey? Oh my gosh, I don't know. All these places sound dangerous and terrible. I <laughs> I like to turn these places off when I'm done playing them, right? I mean, Mario, you're going to get fireballs and giant plants eating you, right? Zelda, you have these terrifying monsters just living in caves and dungeons. Kirby's just that. Kirby's going to eat you. You're just going to be walking there minding your own business and you're going to see this big pink ball just wow. sucking you in. Yeah. Yep. Smash Bros, everybody's trying to fight you. Mario Kart would probably be simple, but the last time, the last couple times I've rode in a go-kart, like, my back just is dead. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I'm telling you, blue, blue shells and banana peels. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Hmm. I do enjoy a good banana, though. By the way, did yeah, you know that bananas... Of banana, it's the peel. Did you know that bananas are super <laughs> high in sugar? Yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I mean, did I knew they... Not? I, I like they have more sugar in them than like apples and grapes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. I mean, I knew they had a lot of sugar, but not that much. It's like, huh? Mm. Maybe I should cut back on my banana consumption. Good take. So I eat like two or three a day. So, so basically, you're so basically you're definitely staying away from Donkey Kong Country Land. Yeah, yeah. Um, gorillas are scary. Not doing that. Oh, how about the how about the the enemy uh, alleg- crocodiles? <laughs> oh, they're terrifying too. Um, Nowhere is safe. Hmm. You know, what? I'm gonna go hide in the Fire Emblem school. Just hide. what about the what about Wii Sports or Nintendo Land? Yeah. Would I mean... you ever get any? Would you would you ever get any rest in those places though? It seems like all they it seems like all they do are they're just, they're they're athletes twenty four seven. 365. He's not he's TV not Robo wrong. Is the the only safe answer. A world where there's a tiny robot that cleans your house for you. That's the only safe TV answer. Robo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, I will be the humans in the Chibi Robo universe where Chibi Robo just cleans my house and <laughs> fails to catch the love and attention he deserves. Um, yep. <laughs> Uh, I mean, shoot, even 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 Astro Chain isn't safe. I know. Uh, yeah. I mean, Animal Crossing, I guess, would be. Oh safe God, too. that'd be so boring. That'd be that'd be so boring even for a vacation. Yeah, but here's the thing: I like decorating. I don't. I don't like fossil hunting or butterfly catching or whatever else you do in that game or. Also, once a year, there's a terrifying rabbit that chases you around the island, but I do like to decorate. Corey's, Corey's like, you know what I want to do on vacation? Work. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Yeah. So, oh, man. Man. Good times. Yeah. Josh and Deshaun, thank you so much for the questions. Yeah. 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 Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. So remember, email us or tweet at us your questions and we'll get them right on air. Ed, I'm sending it back your way so you can sling it back to Jacob. All right. And everybody, it's time for Femi News! Yes! Jacob, take it away. Yeah, so just like last week, we're going to be doing headline news. So if y'all, either any three of y'all have something to say, feel free to interject at any time. So let's get started. Sometimes a company's expectation of a game doesn't quite hit the mark. As it would turn out, the game loathed by fans, Metroid Other M, was meant to be a defining moment for the franchise, at least according to Reggie fils Quoted from his appearance on Kind of Funny Games cast, I really thought that this was going to be a defining moment for the Metroid franchise. It was going much more of, it, it was giving much more of a perspective about Samus. I really thought that this was going to be a killer moment in the franchise's history, and it wasn't. It didn't deliver. Not the business results. It didn't touch the player they, the way we hoped. Okay, let me speak about this. I'm sorry, everybody. It touched Ed, guys. <laughs> It was my game of the year when it came out. And I think wait, everybody... Wait, wait, it was? Yeah. Like, like you're not joking right now. I'm not joking. No, okay. it was okay. my game of the year. Okay, continue. They, and I, I talked about this. I'm like, people don't understand that uh, tech, uh, um, uh, Team Ninja, their games, even though they were challenging, their camera was trash. The cameras in those games were abysmal. And when they when they did all of that just what they worked on with other end with the gameplay um with the like layout and everything was really cool making Samus really agile like people who were, who were Nintendo fans never got to experience the Ninja Gaiden series the modern ones like they did so if with with Metro Other M, yeah, they had story problems, but everything worked and everything was good. We never had a backstory to Samus. We never knew how she was sound. We would never know her fears or anything because everything for the Metro series was always in 2D. Even if you look at Metroid Prime, you had to search for the story about it and it was never focused on Samus. Everybody wanted that. Everybody had an expectation of Metroid Other M being some 3D version of Super Metroid, still following the same formula. And it was completely something different. And now that they broke the mold with at Metroid Other M, people uh, people who were who was getting ready for Metroid Dread were playing Other M and thoroughly enjoyed it. So it's it's kind of weird to see that people were upset or. They didn't like it or anything. I'm just like, you've never really played a modern uh, Team Ninja and Koei Tecmo game at all. Because if you would have played the Ninja Gaiden games on um, uh, Xbox and PlayStation, you would be mad at Team Ninja. If you want to be mad, if you think that Dark Souls and the Bloodborne games were, were hard, you have not played none of their games. And I think the Nintendo crowd who, at that time, who brought other M, they never played it or anything. Well, let me let me ask you this, because I, I never played other M, but I have, but a lot of, but a good circle of my friends, they know, like, I'm a Metroid fan. Mm-hmm. And and uh, the only reason, wait, other M was on what system? Wii. Wii. It was on the Wii? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea why I didn't buy it. I I, I really don't because I had a Wii. Um, I think I think I didn't buy it. I think I, I think my main reason why I didn't buy it was because was because um I just wasn't prepared for it. But you know that's neither here nor there. The main reason why I never played the game is because like the friends who knew I was a Metroid fan, they told me I was not going to like this game. And you know what? Like when 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 people you know and trust, you know, like like tell you something that because they know you, like you usually you usually want to believe it, you know, so like that. Now I've seen the let's play. I've seen a long play of a uh, of Metroid Other M, mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm, I'm like, mm, this game's kind of fumbling. Like the action sequences are are great, but this game does fumble, especially from a hardcore like Metroid person. Like mm-hmm. you know, like Other M is Other M is one of the few Metroid games I've never played. You know, you know, and that's saying a lot because I try to play every single one of them, even if that means I have to buy a system for it. And I, I don't, I don't really have an excuse for why I didn't play Other M because I had the system. You know. Right, and and Metro and uh, Kobe Tecmo was the first, or Team Ninja, I say, was the first developer ever to touch the Metroid system outside of Nintendo. That's not true because you had you had Prime. Me- yeah. Nintendo owned Retro. Nintendo owns that. Retro. Yeah. Did they own Retro then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. They Nintendo- owned Retro. They owned Retro then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Metroid Prime One. They owned Retro at the mm-hmm. game at yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I'll take I'll tell you guys whatever y'all 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 are the Nintendo experts. I I thought I thought Retro was just an outside studio that you know they they got the one game and no. then Nintendo was like you know what I like you have a cupcake and they bought them. No, well Nintendo used the rare money to per- because they wanted a Western presence and so they bought a majority stake in Retro. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and then okay. yeah, and then Metroid Prime sold so well they just ended up acquiring them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like for the Metroid series, Koei Tecmo was the was the first one. Uh, Mercury Steam are the second developers to ever to work on that uh, on the Metroid series mm-hmm. outside of Nintendo. And yeah. so I guess people just people just they wanted they had some kind of expectation that this is going to be a 3D Super Metroid because anytime Metroid came up, they are related to Super Metroid. Well, I think I think the reason why is because like Super Metroid revolutionized the formula that Metroid had, yeah. And then, and then you know like Metroid Fusion comes out a few years later. Well, not a few years later. God, it came out like, shoot, it came out over a decade later from Super Metroid. Yeah. And, you know, and you know like it was basically like like Super Metroid and you know with Metroid with Metroid uh, Zero Mission uh, like like uplift. Yeah, but a lot of Metroid fans who who complained about it, I'm like, you guys never played a Mario Kobe Tecmo game. So you, you mean wouldn't Team understand. Ninja. Team Ninja. Well, Team Ninja was a developer, but I should say Kobe Tecmo because Tecmo was the actual company mm. yeah. uh, and everything. But yeah, they. I played the. I played the. Nin- I played the Ninja guy. I played the two of the Ninja Gaiden games. It weren't really for me. Right. So I think that's what a lot of people just, you know, and they were just like, well, and everybody was just like, well, she's been. This like real cool uh, bounty hunter, and she's never been fear. I'm like, oh right, we only know that because it's everything that's been in 2D. She's been a silent protagonist for most of all of her games. We have not really got a, uh, we really haven't got any kind of character development or background. It's funny. It's funny how you said it because Samus had a lot of character in Metroid Dread. <laughs> oh yeah. I still, I, I still love when, 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 when uh, Crate shows up for the first time and she doesn't even flinch. She just shoots him right in the mouth with the power <laughs> beam. <laughs> so, 
but back to you, Jacob. I, I, I've always defended Metroid Other M. I think it is, to me, I feel like it's a, it's a 9.5. It's not a perfect 10. There were some story elements, but I really enjoyed that game. I guess if I can find a way to play this game, I will. I will try it out. I'm not. I'm not. I, I can't really hedge any bets on it because like like old like old school Nintendo. Well, not old school Nintendo games, but Nintendo games of certain generations. They, it, it's hard to play those if you don't have the hardware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, so that was from Reggie Fizeme. And speaking of ex Nintendo employees, former quality assurance manager and software development manager at Nintendo of America, Heather. And I'm sorry if I get this wrong, Gerald has now taken up position with the Forza team at Xbox, joining as the director of quality at Turn 10 Studios. <laughs> Announced by Heather herself on LinkedIn on May 3rd, she states, Start your engines. I'm excited to announce that I'm shifting gears and joining Microsoft Xbox Game Studios as the director of quality at Turn 10 Studios, Forza Motorsports Series, and Horizon. The wordplay I greatly appreciate. I gotta <laughs> say, people... A lot of people who leave Nintendo end up at Microsoft, and that's fine with me. I, I think they make some good, de- great decisions doing that. So, um, congrats to her. I have here's to. My question. Here, I have here's to... my question, though. What is what is that position? Quality know. assurance manager. Here's um, the thing, though. <laughs> or director of quality, probably, probably exactly what it sounds like. Just making sure that the everything in the game is actually up to what Microsoft standards should be. Mm. Is are, are Playground and Turn 10 really the studios that need that position filled, though? <laughs> they have th- 29 other studios that need to put games out. <laughs> Corey poses a very good question. <laughs> just, well, I'm I mean, just saying. Like, just, like you, just like you said, they, they, the Xbox's, Microsoft's biggest problem is putting out first-party games. So, I mean, I'm just saying Forza's the, but, been the only the studio... consistent since <laughs> yeah, I was just the original Xbox. Forza's like their only like mainstay. Well, maybe maybe uh, that was because they had a quality manager and that person left, and now they've got a new one. Yeah. We'll see if they still stay consistent. I'm sure that they will. It turns, like I said, Turtle Studios is like top tier. They're really they're really good at what they do. So I'm happy for. Her. You got something to say, Corey? Nope. No, no more. Okay. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> the, the Nintendo Switch Online mobile app, aka the little app that why now offers users the option to switch, pun intended, between a light and dark mode. At launch, the app was exclusively used in dark mode. However, with the latest update, you can go into settings and select dark mode to turn it on or off if you're one of the three other people out there that still consistently uses the Nintendo Switch Online app. That's all okay. that one. That's all there is. You're right. Great. Uh, and then... Uh, do you hear the rumble in the jungle? Apparently, the Holophonics, a ska punk band from Texas, shout out to Texas. I don't actually like living in Texas, but shout out Texas. <laughs> Certainly do. You can, you can, you too can add these funky fresh banana tunes to your music library for just nine dollars digitally by visiting their Bandcamp, theholophonics.bandcamp.com, and purchasing their new ska Donkey Kong album. Which I believe is featuring music from all from all of the three Donkey Kong games. And if you are a major ska head or Kong fanatic, you can buy a record or vinyl for thirty five dollars, also on their Bandcamp. Apparently, it sounds it's bopping. I mean, the Donkey Kong music is always bopping. Uh, yeah. But apparently, this apparently the Holophonics have like done something really crazy here. 
funny because uh, when you think of Ska, you think of Tony Hawk and I think Crazy Ta- Taxi has Ska music into it. Yeah. Also. Wait, cri- uh, uh, what was the name of that group? The Donkey Kong thing? No, the um, no, um, Crazy Taxi. Uh, what? <laughs> Pretty Fly for a White Grad, that, that group. Who were mm-hmm. they? Oh, uh, yeah, that was a Ska. No, that's, no, that's like but... punk rock. Yeah, but that's not all they have in Crazy Taxi. I thought they, I thought that was their whole. I thought that, that... whole band did that whole soundtrack. <laughs> <sighs> um, why can't I find the band? Jeez, the Offspring. The Jeez. Oh, the Offspring. Yeah, is the offspring. really who did? Is, yeah, yeah. It is pretty yeah. clever white guy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the crazy. Offspring did the soundtrack for Crazy Taxi One and Two, and Bad Religion did the soundtrack for Crazy Taxi Three High Roller. Well, you know, bands can always go outside their their norm. True. No, they can't. All right, Corey. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for our family news. So back to you, Ed. Woo! All right, hey, everybody. It's time for Doc Mode. It's time for a hypothetical hard drive Doc Mode this episode. Switch has failed and forced Nintendo to go third party. We know it's just business, but could Nintendo themselves interfere with Xbox, PlayStation, and third-party business if their games, if their games outsell various IPs? If Nintendo refuses to do exclusives, how does the conversation look about the massive company? Lastly, if they make enough coins to go back to being first-party, would they return, and where do they go? So. Everybody, this is a hard drive, uh, a hypothetical hard drive, and what this is is that we're just taking a situation, and just hypothetically, if this this situation ever happened, how would it look? What are our opinions about it? What do we think about it? So we're going to tackle the first part about it. So Switch has failed, and they have went third party. They're putting games out on Xbox, PlayStation. Steam, whatever, you know, is is up to it. And then, you know, they're you know, they're third party, so their games are going against other big third party franchises. What happens if those games outsell some of the biggest names out there in third party? I'm gonna start with you, Jacob. What did you Oh you, think? Oh, <laughs> you saw me raise my hand? You saw me oh, raise my oh. hand. I'm sorry. I was looking at my my notes. Go ahead, Laurent. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make this really easy. Here's the thing about it, and you know, and you know, first of all, like hypothetically, rest in peace, Nintendo. You know, like I'm like display display the the reputation I have within the Boss Rush Network. Like I am not one of those people that you know would would hope that Nintendo like goes down in flames or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. The one thing that I always say on practically every show I've been on, whether it's been Nintendo Power Block, my own Crossroads, the Boss Rush Podcast, Arsenal X, is the more ways that people can play your games, that's a win for the entire gaming community. So, you know, if it's, for example, it, for example, like, you know, when we saw this happen when Sega dropped out of the hardware business, the fact that we can now play Sonic games on not just Nintendo, but but on Xbox and on PlayStation and on some other platforms that weren't even weren't even thought about, you know, like PC, for example, and stuff like that. That's a win. That's a win. You know, we hate we hate when a company when we hate we hate when a company gets out of the bows out of the hardware business. So far, we've only seen so far in like the entire like 40 years that, you know, like video games have been a thing. We've only seen like like less than we've only seen like less than 10 
companies like get out of the hardware business, you know. But you know, like none of them are as hardcore as like Sega, Nintendo, Sony, and Xbox. You know, none of them are that hardcore. You know, so going back, I don't to know. This, the Panasonic 3DO was pretty hardcore. Demolition Man, oh, Alien vs. Predator. No. Come on. I, I I think the Atari Jaguar Alien vs. Predator was better, but what do I know? <laughs> you because you got one? all them fancy buttons on your crazy I, calculator <laughs> controller. I did play that one, actually. I, know. It was I actually had good. one. It... What? Wait, what? <laughs> I had one. Really? I had, an, I had a Jaguar and a 3DO. I, I did not have a 3DO. Know that. Yeah. Three, I did not have a 3DO. But, I got uh, rid of them but, because they sucked. But yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, just just look at this, and this is, and this is and this is what I will say about any of these companies, whether it's Sony, Nintendo, or Microsoft. Like, look at well, I feel like I feel like Microsoft does the most because like you can practically play their. You don't have to have an Xbox to play their games. You don't. But. All that, all that, and you know, Sony's trying to get onto that act also. But you know, all, all, all kidding aside, you know, like if, if, if all these games that we want to play were on, were practically available on every platform, no matter what, you know, you know, like all of a sudden it would become a thing where gamers are the ones who are winning. You know, like we're not suffering, you know, with our, with our, with our bank accounts and our, and our pocketbooks and our wallets and all that stuff because we're being, we're being split, you know. Having to buy five hundred dollar system, five hundred dollar system, twenty five hundred dollar gaming rig, you know, or three hundred fifty dollar like handheld device, you know, and that's not even saying like the Steam Deck, you know, stuff like that, you know. Um, so yeah, Nintendo, I don't feel like they would interfere with with Xbox and and PlayStation's third party business. I mean, anything they would enrich it. It would it would enrich it because you know. <sighs> You know how you know how like our uh, our government stimulus you know it sent us this money you know to basically throw into the economy, like these games being available on all the other systems throws into the economy of video games as a whole, and so that's that's literally my take on it. Nintendo like becoming purely a software company, you know, no more hardware, they wouldn't hurt anybody. They wouldn't hurt anybody. people. Would still go out and buy their Uncharted. People still go out and buy their Forzas and their and, and you know and all this stuff. And people will definitely go out and buy their their freaking Super Mario's, their Metroids, and all that stuff. You know. Now, but, but now, if the, it's now out, the thing is outselling all of that. What happens? They're not. They're not. They're not going to put anybody out of business because guess what? Those other companies are still going to make their games. I mean, those those companies are making games for Nintendo consoles, and Nintendo's outselling them on their own console, and they're still yeah. making the game on their own console. Yeah. So, in in the hypothetical, yeah, I don't think I don't think there's any way that a, a single company causes any other game development company to I go mean, under or anything like that. I mean, let's just look at it. Nintendo's already eating everybody's lunch anyway. You know, <laughs> they already are. Like, you know, like even even people who swear up and down they they don't own a Nintendo system still says something about Nintendo. You know, like they still they still were like, man, I would love to play a Mario game. Man, I would love to play a Fire Emblem game. When's that Advance Wars game coming out? You know, it's, 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 you know? I think LeBron's the only that person shade. that's concerned about no. Advance Wars at this point. LeBron is throwing that shade. <laughs> All right, that's that's my rant for this I mean, first part. To to, I, I, to to play to you said that nobody's putting anybody else out of business. I think the closest we ever ever got to that was when PlayStation Two came out and Sega got out of the hardware business, right? Like 
Yeah, but that's hardware. Game no. software yeah. is a totally different. <laughs> no, beast. I yeah. I know, but I'm I'm just saying the closest we ever got to that was like Sega leaving the hardware business and trying to figure out what their next business move was, right? Because like, yeah, Sega had... made so many Sega made so many missteps with their hardware. Like we're not we're like, and I'm not just talking about the Sega Genesis generation. No, you're I'm talking. Not, about I'm not the, talking about. No, the Genesis was the only time they ever succeeded. I think. Yeah, as a matter of fact, as it, a matter of fact, yeah, with Genesis. Well, well, uh, I'm talking about hardware though. Because, yeah, that's like, what I'm they saying. Had so many spinoffs and peripherals and stuff like that, it gave people whiplash. That's what you I'm know? saying. Is like um, they like yeah. the Genesis came out in '89, right? Like two or three years mm-hmm. before the Super Nintendo did. Yeah, and, and they were and, and they were starting to like and they were literally and, starting to eat Nintendo's lunch. And, well, they were actually struggling, and then they relaunched it with Sonic the Hedgehog, like. A couple of months before the Super Nintendo came out, and then they like took off because they're like, yeah, we're the, you know, Sonic has an attitude. We're the place for blood and adult games and blood, you know. And so, like, yeah, they were doing actually pretty good. And then they like, okay, Sonic and Knuckles, that was a cool kind of thing, right? You could put a game in a game and get a different game, right? That's cool. But then they started doing like the 32X and the Sega CD and mm-hmm. you know Sega, the Sega Channel, which was you know, really cool. Like a game pass before game pass existed. That was really cool. But like you had all these things and people just became confused because it became like a Voltron console that nobody (laughs) wanted. Right. (laughs) So, Hey, Hey, do not talk crap about me because I did own every piece of peripheral for the Sega Genesis. I I do too. I'm, I'm not saying that I don't own every single Genesis piece of hardware that you can have. I have a nomad downstairs for Christ's sakes, but like, (laughs) <laughs> I like then then they stealth released the Sega Saturn right which was that's, ter- and that's which, what doomed them that's, which that, that's what started it which today I think if somebody stealth released a console that'd be super interesting in the internet age but yeah in an age where you had to actually go to these trade shows and convince retailers to carry your box in their store and you know we had to print enough Toys R Us tickets to go to the little man in the hole in the box, right, and to get my game, right? You had to, like, convince these retailers to, you know, carry your console. And the Saturn failed because nobody wanted to carry this box that nobody ever heard of. Like, they didn't have any games. What what was the game they had? Uh, Sega Rally? Okay, a a bad port of Tomb Raider? I mean, come on. Those... PlayStation had been out for a year already before this console came out, right? And so... Everybody was either buying a PlayStation or they were waiting on Nintendo 64 and nobody wanted this console that nobody ever heard of, right? And so when the Dreamcast came out, they had a lot of ground to make up, which was fine. The Dreamcast was cool. It had a great library of games, but at that point, right before the the, the uh, Dreamcast came out, Sony comes out and announces the PlayStation 2. Most powerful console at that point, had a DVD player in it, had a, had a cool quote-unquote lineup of games that, you know, some of them you wouldn't see for two or three years after the console came out, but, like, you know, the promise of a a fully-voiced Final Fantasy, uh, you know, new franchises, or a sequel to Metal Gear Solid, which was a big deal. Uh, you know, Kingdom Hearts ended up being a big deal. God of War ended up being a big deal. Franchise we still talk about today, PlayStation 2 was promising all that. Which, okay, well, why would I buy the Dreamcast, which does none of this stuff, you know, while I wait on the PS2? I'll just wait till, you know, that 
consoles deeply discounted. I'll burn all my games, which was another terrible feature of the Dreamcast, where all you had to do was put the Bleemcast disc in, and, oh, I could just rip my game off the internet and play it, right? Or put it in a CD burner, rent the game for a Blockbuster, rent it, and burn it, right? Yeah, but the Dreamcast had PSO, so... I mean, yeah, but there that... was so much. The, there was so much the Dreamcast did right that you know, like, it, but the fact that Sega did so much wrong mm-hmm. before that, you know, it was yeah. just Sega. Sega was their own. Well, Sega was their own worst enemy, and it was actually Sega of Japan because, like, the execs from Sega of America, they lobbied them like like ideas that you know, like analysts now are like, man, in this day and age, those ideas would be platinum would be like pure like it, it it would print money you know so you know it's, it's one of those things so you know but anyway circling back to what we're talking about um i i don't feel like i don't i i don't get the idea that that any say any nintendo ip would hurt the other third parties you know to the point where like everybody would stop making games i don't i don't i don't feel that way because because at the end of the day you know there's always something for everybody, you know, like for everybody that loves Mario Strikers, there's like a legion of people who play FIFA, you know, for everybody that loves like, like Mario Kart, there are people who play like Need for Speed games or even, or Gran Turismo games and stuff like that. There's, there's always a counterbalance to all this stuff. So like, yeah, like if anything, it would just be the more yin and yang, like, you know, like for every Final Fantasy, for every Final Fantasy 16 that's on PlayStation and maybe Xbox, I don't know. It depends on what Sony does with, with Square Enix right now. You know, for every Final Fantasy 16, there's going to be Fire Emblem. There's going to be Legend of Zelda, you know, stuff like that, you know, like there's always a counterbalance to this stuff. So Nintendo Nintendo franchises like hitting like every every other console is not going to hurt every other third party. If anything, if anything, it will make some of these third parties like sit back and pay attention. Like, oh, we can't just fumble the ball anymore. We can't just like Xerox like the next FIFA game <laughs> and think it's going to be a hit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you look at you look at something like Animal Crossing, and it's sold it's sold almost forty million units on the Switch alone, right? What if Animal Crossing was on every platform right now? You think it would cross 70, 80 million? You think it would mm-hmm. be closer to 100 million? You think it would be a GTA style game? I don't know. But like, you just you look at the numbers at some of these games and you're like, okay, well, Mario Kart 8 has sold 44 million units on the Switch now, you know, uh, 8 million on the Wii U. What if you put that game on two more consoles or PC, right? How many units would it sell then? Would that game cross 100 million units? I don't know. I I don't know. I just, I mean, Nintendo going third party is something, Ed, we used to talk about a lot when the Wii U was happening in the very beginnings of this show, right? And we were like, well, I don't think Nintendo would go third party, but if they did, yada, yada, yada. I'm glad we don't have to have those conversations anymore. But if they did go third party, I think they would make big AAA quality games for these consoles. But I think they would still have their handheld console, like their handheld consoles, right? I think. Yeah. I think there would be a successor to the 3DS at this point, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just because I think that's where they want to be. I think they want to be in that space where you can play their games wherever you are. And, uh, yeah, I, I definitely feel that too. I feel like they will reactivate like their like their 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 act their true handhelds, not not the hybrid. You know, mm-hmm. like I love the Switch, I do. 
I love the Switch, you know. Um, but I I don't see them 100% dropping out of, like, hardware altogether. Yeah, and that's the thing about it. I think we... That, that's I think we say, I, I think, think that's yeah. why it's a hypothetical. Yeah, Just like yeah. what what if it did? Well, you know? well, no, no, no. Well, well, no. Like I, I feel like I feel like they would still hold on to like like miniature handhelds. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm, because I'm, look, I'm, because look, I'm, because I'm look, just look. erasing that from the whole question. I'm just saying. Well, I, well, are, you, are, just are, you, are you saying out. are you saying they would never make another Game and Watch like what they do right now yeah, for the anniversary? They're not making the 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 Switch hurt Nintendo so bad they're not making no hardware. At I feel like all. I feel like it's too ingrained in Nintendo's like DNA. Like they well, would have to what, do. But the question is, the question is, what would it be like? I'm just saying, visually from a perspective, not saying what you know. I feel like if you're saying they don't make any anything else ever again except for games, I think we'd be looking at like a Sega style Nintendo at this point, where like Mm -hmm. you get, uh, you know, I I think that the people we know now who are running who are so important in Nintendo's DNA would all be gone. I think yep. they would all be gone. Yeah, yes. I think they'd all yeah. be looking to do something else, right? Yeah. Uh, I think you get. They're not just dead and gone. I mean, I think you'd be getting like, yeah, I think we'd be getting decent Mario platformers, but I don't think you'd be getting anything on the level of Galaxy or Odyssey, right? I think we'd be getting Zelda games, but you know, after after so long from Nintendo being gone, right? Ten, fifteen. I mean, where we're at now, twenty years from the GameCube, right? Like. How many of those people after that console came out re- would really care about the Nintendo the way that we do now, right? Mm-hmm. I think that I just think those franchises wouldn't mean as much to people as as you know they do to us now because Nintendo is still putting them on their own consoles, and there's something there's something special and something magical about a Nintendo game on a Nintendo console, and I think I think that's part of the magic. I think it's part of the charm. You look at the Nintendo sixty four and that dumb controller. But for Mario and Ocarina of Time, it worked, right? That controller was built for those games, right? You look at the GameCube. You look at the Wii, right? Wii Sports. How magical is Wii Sports? You're telling me you want to play Wii Sports on the Kinect with your, like, flapping your hand around to bowl the ball? I no. Mean, if, I mean, for this hypothetical question, what if that happened? I'm, I'm oh, saying, this, I'm, saying I'm saying those games would lose the magic that they have because Nintendo does something really unique by integrating mm. what their hardware does in with the software. And so if you're going to put it on, you know, if you're going to put Zelda on Xbox Series X, you better make it at the visual fidelity of of Halo or Gears or Assassin's Creed. You better put it up there. You or better make Sinua. that game look like the Sinua best. sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, you better make that game look like the best game you've ever seen. Because I think if you're stuck with Breath of the Wild, like I would love to see that art style in 4K and 60 frames a second or 120 frames a second with some ray tracing. I mean, you've seen those YouTube videos out there with the ray tracing Mm -hmm. 4K of Breath of the Wild. That game looks amazing. Yeah, I would love that. But also, you look at the Wii U tech demo from 2013 and you see that Zelda. And that would be what I would be expecting from Zelda on an Xbox or PlayStation console, not Breath well, of the Wild. Well, Sorry, well, I, I love Breath of the Wild. I think the art style is great. I would love to see Zelda continue in that direction. But, like, if you're going to put Zelda on, you better look up that Wii U tech demo and tell me that you wouldn't want that with ray tracing and 
shading and huge enemies to fight, right? Well, was it was it actually announced as Breath of the Wild? Was it actually announced as Breath no, of the Wild? No, it or? was called it's called the Legend of Zelda Wii U Tech demo. It was basically okay. what they were trying to aim to do with the lighting system and dungeon design and enemy design. Gotcha. It was never announced as like a full game, but that's what they teased what they could do on the Wii U and they never did. They never did, yeah. Well, Jacob, let me get your answer. Uh, I mean, I I kind of agree with Laurent in the sense of like they're I don't think that they're going to do anything that affects other IPs or third party businesses at all. It's it's Corey brings up an interesting point in that I feel like Nintendo's biggest strength is their limitations that they have to play under, and so if you give them the world, I don't know if they do as well as they do currently. But in the hypothetical situation where they do, then I'd say that it'd just be a win for everyone overall to be able to play Nintendo's games at their at their best quality that they've ever been on any system that they want. Okay. Uh, well, for me, I think it really would have. I think it really would affect Xbox and PlayStation, like their first party and all the third party games, because then. The, the talk about video games come from Nintendo, and it's going to come from what innovations are they placing in their games. If they're outselling Halo, if they're outselling Destiny, if they're outselling Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto, if they're outselling all of these games, the whole conversation is going to change by what has happened to the... For a lot of people, it's going to be like, what has happened to the video game generation that Nintendo has took in charge with their IP now leading? What are what are uh, other po- uh, other podcasters are going to say about Nintendo? People who don't like Nintendo, like what are they going to say about video games? If these if Nintendo titles are, are selling some of your favorite games, you know, I, it's going to bring a real big conversation. It's, it's going to really change that. Is 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 Nintendo games not only being the leading games from Japan, but just the leading games in video game in the whole video game industry. Because you know, then... I just I just I just feel like I just feel like because I, I get what you're saying. I just feel like I just feel like you are you you doubt the power of like a, a, a pre established fan base. But I'm, that's why I'm. That's why the hypothetical is if it's outselling everything. Okay. Okay. Regardless. Right. Regardless. You know of... Hold on. Let me let me re, let me rearrange my brain for this. Okay. Let's say for example. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on that same line. Let's. Nintendo IPs hit Microsoft and Sony, and all of a sudden, like now they're like they're like ripping Halo, Uncharted, uh, Halo, Uncharted, God of War. They're they're ripping the new ones to the point where like those mm-hmm. they don't even sell a million a million copies. Like, I think. I think we would actually see a, another video game recession or crash happen, because guess what? All the diversity would be gone. It would only be. It would only. Be, it would only be nothing but Nintendo IPs that are popular to the point where like, all of a sudden like nobody's gonna nobody nothing's gonna sell the way it's supposed to. Like even and even mm-hmm. Nintendo properties would 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 suffer from that. You need you need the diversity and stuff like that, which is why I was saying earlier you don't you don't you don't discredit the power of the of the fan bases of all these of Forza 
uh, of uh, of Uncharted, Gran Turismo, like oh, God of War. All the, you don't you don't doubt that. And the same way you don't doubt like the power of like Metroid Kirby fans, like mm-hmm. Fire Emblem fans. You but know? Do you, but don't you think people some some gamers would probably be upset because why is Nintendo selling? Uh, they're coming from a hater a hater perspective, I should say, for this hypothetical. If their favorite game is not hitting the sale numbers because Nintendo is overdoing them, do you think that people will be upset? Would people be like? surprised like well yeah there would be there would be some surprise and some upset but at the same time then gamers have to ask themselves the question like do we really like do we really like our ips the way we say we like our ips you know that's now that's a good question yeah because i mean okay i mean let's let's look at this you know like 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 shoot like 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 the world got set on fire when we found out people were playing metroid dread on emulators stuff like that you know and but here's the question though were those metroid fans that were doing that or were those just other gamers you know those are questions you have to ask yourself. You know, like are the mm-hmm. are they fans of the franchise, or are they just someone that's just curious and interesting, or are they someone that you know is like I I'm not going to spend money on this, so but I want to play this game. You know, you got you got to look into all that. So you know, like for example, so like so like Legend of Zelda Breath of Breath of the Wild Five comes out. You know, because I'm looking at this. You know, like this is way down the road. Nintendo would, <laughs> would be out of out of business as far as hardware. And God of War, God of War, the Son of Osiris, you know, which is like taking place in Egypt, you know, is out now, you know, and stuff like that. And and the Breath of the Wild one is just 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 killing it, you know. Like, what's wrong with God of War fans? You know, like hell, this game sells so many units, you know, worldwide, you know, and all these re- you know all these regions and all these territories on all these platforms, PC included, you know. Like, what's the problem? You know, what what's going on? I. I I, I just I, I don't know I feel like I feel like that question is kind of flawed not to be offensive I feel like it's kind of flawed because I feel like I feel like overall like gamers are gonna play games no matter what yeah you know so these games are gonna sell their units you know like and let's let's look at this if God of War was available on place on PlayStation Xbox and 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 Nintendo it would be selling phenomenal numbers I I so. I'm actually more interested in the hypothetical of what so Nintendo Nintendo ends up having to give up hardware. The thing that holds their hardware up is their software. And so if they if they've done bad enough that they have to give up their hardware, I just I honestly don't see Nintendo continuing to do gangbusters in their software if they come to other systems. Well, and, and that's why when we get to that third part of the question, why their their sales, they recoup all that money for them to go back into the first. But we're going to get to the second question. <clears throat> if Nintendo refuses to do exclusives, how does the conversation look about them as a company? So they're everybody not. Do- Wait, what? <laughs> if if Nintendo refuses to do exclusives for systems, everybody loves it. I have never yep. once heard anybody say, "Oh my God, I'm so glad this is only on this one game's hot console." <laughs> like I, I just I don't see. I think if Nintendo, if Nintendo is like, nope, I don't care that people want. I don't care that Sony's offering us fifty million dollars to have Zelda only on their system. We're releasing it on everything. I think they would be cheered. I think mm-hmm. they. I think that mm-hmm. people would be so incredibly happy that Nintendo is taking a stance against exclusivity. That's that's. Yeah, yeah Jacob literally stole my answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he literally stole my answer. I really it, don't it, have it, anything it, to add. 
<laughs> it goes it goes back to what I said when I was when I was answering the first question. Like it, the more places you have to play your game, the the more everybody wins. You know, like yeah. and yeah and yeah. Like look look at how look at how pissed off people are that you can only play God of War. Well, up to a certain point, you can only play God of War on PlayStation. Now you can play it on on PC. I know, but so, look how many people are mad that PlayStation games are coming to PC because they're like, why did I buy this five hundred dollar box? Oh when, oh yeah oh know? yeah yeah. There, I mean, you're always gonna situation. have that crowd though. Yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, and you know, and you know, vice versa. You know, like shit. I'm I'm pissed that you know, Jesse Radio Future is stuck on an Xbox system. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, you know, like I, you know, like it's not ruining my gaming fun because like if I really want to play this the game, I'm gonna be like, hey Corey, can can you mail me your Xbox and let me play this game? <laughs> I mean, I could. I have two original Xboxes. You can have one if you want. <sighs> But what about what about you, Ed? What do you what do you think in this situation? What do you think the conversation looks like around them? I think the I think the conversation will probably once again still be positive and everything. I think a lot of people will understand why. And I think it will tell the story that Nintendo is not doing it out of greed or anything, but because they believe that everybody should be able to play games. And so the you know, if they're gonna put it on this product it should be it should be available to us like like LeBron said it should be available to everybody you know they don't get caught up with the money kind of business thing because if something happens or anything you know who knows what happened with the exclusive deal and everything uh lastly if they make enough coins to go back to being first party would they return and where do they go so now oh go so- ahead Actually, I would. I just thought of something, Ed. Before we get to this one, can we ask one other question, just as a quick yeah, poll? Go ahead. If, go ahead. if Nintendo went exclusive, who do they go to? They're going to go to Microsoft. Corey, Laurent. I mean, I just think that Sony blood is still fresh for them for some reason, even though it was twenty-five years ago, right? Like, I just still think there was so much bad blood there that I. And they're so, especially now, they're so chummy with Microsoft for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of feel like Microsoft would spend the money to make a deal with them, especially now, these days, right? Mm-hmm. And that would be their Japanese presence. And, you know, Microsoft would actually have a foothold in Japan with Nintendo exclusives, right? So, yeah. I mean,. Uh, I, that's what I, I that's what I feel. I think I think that would be the way to go for them. Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, like it's just like um like not saying not saying that that Sony and Nintendo couldn't play nice. I just feel like you know like there's so many Nintendo has so many inroads of Microsoft right now. Like you know like in the real world that you know like it it's kind of nonsensical that you know. As a matter of fact, I would have this funny feeling that you know like like. They're probably they're probably wind up doing doing limited exclusive deals, you know, through Microsoft first before it winds up, you know, like getting to Sony. So it wouldn't be like worldwide release. Certain things would be worldwide releases, but other mm-hmm. things would definitely be like the limited run excuse, uh, you know, exclusives before like everybody else gets them, you know. And I'm also thinking of PC, like like PC would also be. I feel like PC would also be the best vector for them because like if you look like indies hit on PC before they hit on consoles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, and I feel like PC would be the bigger vector. So if anything, I'm thinking maybe. But then again, that's Microsoft's infrastructure as well. If we're if we're being honest, I mean, I mean, nobody nobody games on a Mac, you know. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> somebody does. 
Who's playing? Who's still playing The Sims Three? Tell me right now in the chat. Who's still playing The Sims Three right now in the chat <laughs> on Mac? I mean, I'm not playing The Sims Three, but or or Spore. I'm playing Roller Coaster Tycoon. That's the last. Yeah. Spore is the last time I saw a game in physical format available for Mac. Wow. Hey man, I like my Mac. Okay. Your Mac is a wonderful production machine. It, it is. I know. It's also I mean, it also plays Roller Coaster Tycoon on, very well. Hold on, we're not we're not going to get into tech talk with Laron tonight. That we say that for Cross Crossroads and Boss Rush podcast. Oh god. Wow. <laughs> well. Okay. Sorry. Um, go ahead. No. So uh, they made they made enough money so they could go back to first party. What what uh, would they return and where do they go? Uh, I mean, Corey, I'm gonna go with you first. I mean, I think they would definitely start out with a handheld gaming, right? Especially if you look at their market share in Japan and, like, the Switch Lite is almost outselling the normal Switch over there, right? And just the way that mobile games are, I think they would definitely go handheld and mobile first. Um, And then I think if their handheld market did well, I think they would experiment in returning to home console. But handheld gaming is their bread and butter. It has been since the 80s, right? It's Mm -hmm. just... It's that's just where they thrive, you know, and that's that's where they would return. Okay, Jacob. Uh, so Nintendo is very rarely a company that takes risks, which makes me think that if they were to end up in a situation where their hardware, they had to bow out of the hardware system, and then suddenly their software sales as a third-party company gets them enough money that they could fi- they could financially buy themselves back into the hardware game. I think they wouldn't. I think they would just continue with software. Okay, Laurent. Woo, Jacob like brought the brought the fire with that one, man. I I feel like I feel like Nintendo would play safe, and they would definitely get back into the into the into the handheld business. Shoot, uh, I mean, if you look at it, there's a reason why there's a reason why these things are still popular. <laughs> there's a reason why. So jealous. I'm so so jealous. Oh, the Monster Hunter. The Monster Hunter. Yes. <laughs> I love that one. I love that design and everything. Sorry. Bro. I love the color. The color is what actually got me. Yeah. But um. But anyway, they would they would play it safe. They would they would play it safe. As a matter of fact, we we would probably see. We probably honestly, if they got back into it, we probably see like a a dumbed down version of the Switch. And when I say dumbed down, I don't mean like 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 you know like it's inferior to the to the current Switch. It would be it would be one that would be a little bit concurrent with the with whatever technology is the you know at the time but at the same time they would play it safe you know they play it safe they would take the they would they would probably they would definitely do uh, do things a little bit differently from a marketing perspective with the switch than they, than they have done now like because i'll be honest with you if you look at some of the stuff in the past five years gone the switch there's been there's been a lot of successes but there's also been a lot of misses too you know like there's you know but every company makes that mistake look at look look at microsoft and their drm thing that just that just hit everybody over the heads this, this weekend you know <laughs> sony and sony and you know like their 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 playstation plus playstation now debacle you know everybody everybody makes these mistakes and things like that i feel like sony would definitely not sony i feel like nintendo would definitely come back into like into like the the into like the 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 major handheld market and they would also probably embrace embrace mobile gaming on like on like phones and tablets a little bit more too i i feel like i feel like i honestly feel like i honestly feel like nintendo 
Nintendo, like if 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 you if you sit down in the high school cafeteria and you think about it, like like you know, like Microsoft is definitely the the popular crowd. Sony is the cool kids, and Nintendo, they're like the nerds that sit back there and they just watch everybody and they figure out how. Oh, they're like you peaked in high school. We're we're gonna peak. We're gonna peak way after college. <laughs> um, for me, I think they definitely would get back into it. Um, I think right with them. Definitely with learning all the engines, like learning Unreal Engine 5, of course, their own custom engines, uh, being able to do different graphics. I think they will see, I'm like, okay, we made these console games for these the other consoles. We learned their tech. We learned how things, what, you know, what, like what engines and stuff, what run. We got enough money to get parts and once again still make it cost effective where we're making money off of the sale of our hardware. Um, Nintendo would be sneaky and sly. They would they'd be like, okay, we could get them custom made, we could get them custom made. We got the experience. So now that we know what we did on those other consoles and what would sell and what would work, we're back to being a first party console, putting our, our own titles back onto our system. Will we go out and put something else on other consoles? We'll see how business goes from there. Because I think that's when we get a new switch or we get a new innovative piece of hardware that they want to go to, that they want to do for their games. So uh I I I think they would definitely uh get back into the hardware and where they will go is is that they're going to look at to um different products that you know that would help them be able to achieve what they that what they learn and still do it cost effective you know and everything can still bring out some nice looking games some some animated or you know still give it that nintendo quality of it and everything and i i think that would be exciting to see what would happen so um any final words anybody I'm glad the Switch exists, and I love it. That's my final word to you, Ed. Coming I think up Nintendo this... would. I, I think Nintendo would still be successful, you know, even if they were to bow out, bow out of the the actual hardware industry completely. I, they would still be successful, and um, but I also, but I also stand behind what I say. Like, like gamers would win. Gamers would win because like there would definitely be more places to play, play, you know, play first party Nintendo titles, you know. Like and and honestly, like I remember the days working back at GameStop, and I guarantee you remember those days working at, at working at Toys R Us when people when when, when people would come in and be like, "Is uh, Super Mario three on PlayStation?" No, man. The, the yeah, whole Nintendo exactly. Section is right over exactly. here. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, Jacob, any final words? Uh, yeah. In regards to Nintendo going exclusive, y'all are all wrong. They're gonna pull a Nintendo and do the thing that no one expects and go exclusively to mobile. Oh so. wow. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that was their plan with the Wii U, right? So huh. yeah, yeah. By the way, well, time out. Before we move to playing with power, the the Wii U's Meverse social media platform was awesome, and they shut it down, and they should have just moved it to Switch. Yes, that's all I'm saying. It, it's it would be such a killer idea can on I, Switch. Can I? No. Can I say something? Move it on. Okay, okay. No, what do you want? What, what? Yes, Laurent. Go ahead. No, moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, go ahead, Laurent. No, I want to hear her. Go ahead. 
I never, I never got behind the whole me stuff. I, I never got behind it. You know, and it's funny too because because of me's we have like bitmojis and all that stuff. I get it, you know, but I just never, I just never got behind it. Uh, you know, <sighs> I mean, it wasn't so much about the me's. It was more about like helping people solve uh, puzzles and games. It's kind of like the PlayStation Five cards, right? That like give mm-hmm. you tips and yeah. stuff. It was yeah. it's, it was more like that, but other people could chime in and leave pictures and drawings and screenshots and maps and stuff to help other players in game. It was a really cool feature, but like the Wii U wasn't popular enough for it to take off the right way. So I don't know. Well, uh, thank you, Elite Black Agents, uh, for this conversation. Hopefully, you guys did enjoy this hypothetical hard drive doc mode. Very great conversations. Uh, now it's time for Play With Power. Laurent, what have you been playing with power? Monster Hunter. Actually, no, no, no Monster Hunter. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with me and Monster Hunter right now. Like I, like um, like like. Like yeah, like I'm. I guarantee you, I'll be back on Monster Hunter after tomorrow's uh, at, the, at tomorrow's Monster Hunter event. Uh, what time is it? Uh, it is it is tomorrow morning at um, I want to say it's nine o'clock my time, ten o'clock my time. Yeah. So, so twelve o'clock. Yep, the Monster Hunter, oh, the Monster yeah, Hunter digital yeah. event, uh, the the Monster Hunter Sunbreak digital event. Yep. Um, but um, what I have been playing is a Final Fantasy VII uh, remake. Uh, the uh, the the integrated edition. Um, I've been playing it on PC, and man, like uh, Ooh. yeah, like it, yeah, it's it's fun. And you know, the funny thing is, like I, either my memory's bad or like they added stuff into the beginning of the game as part of the integrated edition because like there's certain there's certain parts about it that I don't remember, and I'm like I know I played this because I was definitely much further than, than you know than than I am right now. Um, yeah, like. I'm having a blast, and you know, like, um, like I am playing it on PC, so yeah, I have, um, I have like done some things to like fix the game, like I, I've got to like full, like you know, like, like 1440p resolution and all that stuff because there was a thing in the in the actual PC version where you couldn't make any adjustments to settings, so you couldn't play 1440p or, or 4K or whatnot because you were locked by by the hardware limitations. But I was able to. I found something. I found a tool that was able to help me do all that. Plus, you know, like doing an ultra wide screen, so 21, 21.9 uh, aspect ratio and all that stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I did. That is, as a matter of fact, that's the only bit of gaming I did over the weekend. As a matter of fact, you know that that droll, you know, dreary weekend that I had. You know, um, that was the major. That was the major thing. You know, like other than that, you know, like I've been giving my my Vita and my 3DS some love. You know, but just been tinkering with, with those things, you know, if you know what I mean. I'm still upset and laughing at finding that house in Final Fantasy Remake <laughs> in that tournament. That was nasty. <laughs> uh, what about you, Corey? What have you been playing with power? Uh, I really haven't been playing much. I've been playing, I mean, I've been playing Super Mario 3D World. Uh, still trying to uh, 100% it. I'm almost there. Uh, I've been playing some Assassin's Creed Odyssey uh, for some reason, getting back into there. It's just like a really nice comfort game for me. Uh, but I have also been playing <laughs> also been playing Fortnite. I bought a few skins. Uh, I bought the Wanda skin uh, from Doctor Strange or Marvel, MCU, whatever they're trying to do with it these days. Uh and I bought the Ray skin, the Star Wars Ray skin, uh, 
and I've been having some fun with that. Uh, I've been playing the no-build mode, and it's fun. I am terrible at that game on Switch because, well, you try playing a shooter with the Joy-Cons, but, um, you know, it's fun. I was enjoying it, and I don't know how much more I'm going to play it, but it's been fun for a little bit, so, yeah, that's kind of all I've been playing. Nothing new to report. Kind of in a kind of in a gaming slump, you know. Kind of like trying to figure out what my next big game is going to be, and I just can't find it right now. Yeah, what I know, shoot, Xenoblade, I need to start, so I get ready for three. Uh, right. Uh, what about you, Jacob? Yeah, so speaking of Xenoblade, I've been playing a lot of Xenoblade Chronicles DE. I just got to story-wise, I'm talking to, I'm going to totally get their names wrong, but I think it's this kid named Juju and this girl, his like older sister named Sophia or Sophie or something. I don't know. It, it's probably not that at all, but that's who I, that's where I am. I've been mostly concerned with just like running around, exploring the world, doing side quests. I also have been doing daily ring fitness adventure, uh, ring fit adventure, and posting about it on my TikTok where I've got almost 350 followers. So that's really cool. That's been rising very oh, rapidly. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I need to sneak. I need to sneak back into my boyfriend's house and steal his. You should. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. His man. TikTok. It's really, it's really silly. <laughs> His TikTok, yeah. <laughs> no, Ring Fit. Uh, it's really silly and, and and just adorable. And it, it's kept me motivated. This is day 38, I believe, um, of doing it every single day. So that's been a lot of fun. And then playing Wii, uh, Switch Sports. I, every time I say the name, I start <laughs> by saying Wii Sports. And then I'm like, Ugh, Switch. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing Switch Sports daily to make sure that I can get all of the unlockables unlocked just i usually just do one a day for each of the cards and then i then i call it they should have just called it Wii sports switch <laughs> it's yeah that would have been we sports you switch but they i mean wow. they would have they would have like captured the nostalgia and but mm-hmm. also saying hey this is a new console but we know how much you like Wii sports yeah for sure well, they could yeah. have done. They could have. They could have said Wii Sports Four Switch, since this is technically the fourth one. That's true. That's true. Was, oh, yeah. and a little bit, a little bit of Jedi Fallen Order. I picked that up on Steam for ten dollars, and nice. I've been playing that for, uh, just a little bit, just kind of like you know, <sighs> 10, 20 minutes here and there. Game's um, so good. Yeah, mostly mostly Xenoblade. What about you, Ed? So, uh, played a little bit more Streets of Rage 4, just, you know, fooling around. Um, I re-downloaded Graceful Explosion Machine, and since I transferred the data from my old Switch to my OLED, um, the data kind of got corrupted or missed, so I had to restart the whole game from scratch. Because uh, I beat I beat it already, um, but i just been in an arcade kind of feel of just doing, like, kind of shooting them up combo stuff so i've been playing that um playing the japanese version of contra uh and then started playing uh um not hardcore started playing contra 3 for fun for the, the, the super nintendo version just was enjoying that was like having real fun with that um tetris effect connected man i love this game <laughs> it's so zen and it's so 
it's been three and a half hours. Why am I still playing this game? Uh, it's really, really good. Um, Street Fighter uh, Alpha Three. I've been, I've been also playing, and uh, Street Fighter Third Strike. I've been playing. Uh, last but not least. Um, been playing Eight Doors, uh, Rumors Afterlife Adventure, um, just making progress in this uh, indie Metroidvania game. So that's pretty much all I've been playing. And I started uh, Life is Strange too. Um, so I am going through that game, um, and it's it's really cool. It's a it's, it's, I guess I can see Don't Knots heads all over this. So. Uh, that's what I've been playing with power. And with that, everybody, that's going to be it for Nintendo Power Block. I want to thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Corey. Thank you, Deron, for joining me on this episode. Um, Jacob, where can we find you? You can find me everywhere on the internet at Galatrad. That's G-A-L-U-T-R-A-D. And go follow me on TikTok. I'm trying to hit 1,000 followers. And like I said, I'm almost to 350, which has been like about 100 every 10 days that I've been getting. So hopefully nice. we'll get there soon. Nice. Well, that Great new hair, record. you know, you're going to get all oh, the yeah, followers. Man. Just do that. Corey, where can we find you? You can find me at I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me hosting the Boss Rush podcast, Standard Definition, and a plethora of other content here on the Boss Rush Network. Oh, side note. By the time you hear this on podcast feeds, the Elite Block Agent shirts should be approved for the store. And also the 300 merch is up. So check that out. Yes. Leron, where can we find you? Okay, you can find me on, on all social media on social media at Exodus803. Uh, it's also my Twitch and YouTube channels. Uh, don't forget that. Uh, also, Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Crossroads Gamecast for Boss Rush Network, which includes uh, consoles, uh, PlayStation, PC, as well as Xbox. Uh, so yeah, uh, good time for that. And always... Boss Rush, Net, uh, Boss Rush Podcast, whoops, mm-hmm. tongue, you know, slip the tongue there, um, and Boss Rush After Dark. All right. And you guys can find me on Twitter and at Instagram at that virtual code. You can check out Optional Opinion on SoundCloud. Um, you can also check more of Nintendo Power Block um, Mondays that when we go live and Wednesdays on our YouTube channel and on your podcast service of choice. Um, everybody, we are on the road to 300. We got six more episodes uh, to we get there. Um, and if you guys want to actually look at our shirts, kind of for all of Boss Rush, you can go to uh, redbubble.com uh, slash people slash Boss Rush Gays slash shop and actually check out all the things that we have or just go to boshrush.net and click on the store and it will take you there to show you all the things that we have up there that you guys can order it's really cool great shop really great things help support boss rush um and also guys you can become a patreon supporter also and a producer um and you can go to boshrush.net for that information also but then everybody have a great week have a great weekend and we'll see you next time on nintendo pop block bye everybody Woo-hoo. goodbye have a good one bye